Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and try to work out whether they're really deserving of our attention. We like them, but are they legitimate? I'm Will, and I'm joined as always by Hugh. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Will. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, but... but <laughs> that I sounded like a complete lie. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a severe qualification, which is that I've just discovered that I seem to have broken a tooth. Oh no, yours or someone um, else's? No, mine, yeah, which is, at least with someone else's, you can sort of walk away and, you know, leave your work at work and keep your home at home. Yeah, yeah. All that side of things, but, yeah, no, one of mine, and How? I don't know. How did feel... it happen? No idea, no idea. So I didn't, I didn't bite on anything hard, I, I ate a piece of quite crusty sourdough bread well, I might have done say, it. to be honest the only the only thing that i would i would vote for that has been has been you eating some sort of baked good yeah so that is probably the most likely one but broken teeth have sort of have a sort of stigma about them you know you sort of there's an element of the i don't know the the meth head about it yeah well have you been on the meth recently because that could that could explain meth and sourdough is an odd combination and probably one not wisely put together. Well, listen, you, if you get a really good meth starter, you know, you can actually just make really really tasty meth. Yeah, the lockdown projects that were undersung were definitely the homemade meth labs. I mm. think those were the things mm. that people it really went under the radar. I, I you must know, say, you look that, at the pros and cons of COVID, and that's got to be one of them. But I think my my most the most irritating thing about this as well is the idea that well I went I think I might have mentioned this on a previous episode mm. that I hadn't been to the dentist in about eight years yes what have your and I went, anecdotes yeah mm, nearly as good as the tooth one and yeah, I yeah. went all of my anecdotes are related to teeth actually um, <laughs> but I he gave me a clean bill of health three months ago wow. and now this happens and now I'm going to go back to him and he's probably going to charge me a fortune wow. and you just never get the feeling with a dentist that you get your money's worth Speaking of not getting your money's worth, Will, why don't you introduce our producer? How are you, Michael? I'm good, guys. Thanks. I'm just reeling from that introduction. Um, I'm good. Any, I'm good. Any two really, really looking forward to cutting together uh, some bonus material of Hugh's dentist, dentist visits for the uh, premium subscription, I think. We'll, we'll put those all it's together. It's a whole other package. podcast. But <laughs> yeah. I, I presume it's going to be called You Want the Tooth or something like that. <laughs> Amazing! Yeah, We're definitely yeah. Not gonna the tooth will yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Full head of teeth and uh, a full yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, full head of teeth. Yeah, That's all a the crazy way up. Thing to say. It's actually uh, it runs in the family. It's actually quite debilitating. Hair, teeth, and cattle all measured in head. <laughs> Michael, bigger question for you: Why are we here? 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab the wheel here. <laughs> I, I guess back on track. You think there's a back, wheel? Back on track. This week we're talking about Game of Thrones. Okay. Beautiful. Which I suppose I would describe as a fantasy geopolitical series, action series. That's probably right, isn't no it? No one uses geopolitical as the second descriptive word, so, adjective. That's the word I was looking for. Ma- well, that's find the, the describing that's, word for describing That's the words. thing. I always find when I was trying to entice people into watching Game of Thrones, I always said, you know, I don't like dragons and fantasy, but, you know. Um, I just want to say, Michael, when you yeah. say you were trying to entice people into watching Game of Thrones, yeah. I'm pretty sure you started watching Game of Thrones in 2019. I did. Yeah, that's right. Who were you enticing? Like, who was it your two-week-old at that time son or who else was, on the planet who hadn't heard of Game of Thrones was, I remember you coming to me and saying Hugh have you heard of this whole Game of Thrones thing I was like yeah the thing that you know is the biggest thing in the world at the moment you were like no you should check it out Hugh yeah I was looking for other Johnny come lately's like myself um, yeah I got the whole come lately family I got yeah. the whole it's it's actually yeah double barrel yeah <laughs> Michael's just ticking off joke number one from the sheets in front of him We'll proceed to, to joke number two at a stately pace. Um, yeah. But uh, massively popular. And I, I, I suppose when we're thinking of Game of Thrones, right, I've got two things we're not going to litigate and one thing that we are. So the two things that we're not going to really, not going not gonna, to not gonna get into. Firstly, I'm, I haven't read the books. I've only seen the show. I'm going to put my hand up and say, sure, maybe the books are better. That's what everyone says. That's what everyone says about everything. So... Um, we're going to primarily focus on the show, but that's because I haven't read the books, and also I don't have the time to read those books, and I don't even feel bad about that because George Orwell Martin doesn't have the time to write the books either. So that's okay with me. It's, yeah, no, it makes sense. Too. I guess off. if you go if you go into a restaurant, like you wouldn't talk about the ingredients they use in the cooking. It makes sense if you're going to review. I certainly oh, would the dish. not. I certainly would not. Fuck, I knew, um, and it, it wouldn't be what? like you, Michael, to talk about a topic here that you don't know something about as well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually think, I do think you make one interesting point. Thank and you, it might Hugh. be the only one for the whole podcast, but I, it's actually an interesting, incorrect point. <laughs> I think it's one of the few uh, examples where people actually say the TV show is better than the books. Now, really? Okay. Whether, whether or not I agree with that is another thing. But yeah, I don't think the books have the same... The books have a well, reputation I'm, for I guess just being incredibly long, and yeah. well, I guess what I'm saying is I'm willing to roll over on that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, whatever, whatever people want to want to think about that. Second thing mm. we're not going to litigate is the the treatment of female characters, violence against women, and just general use of violence in the TV show. Which why I think because well, because are because you kidding I, me? No, no, no. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying that it's not. Uh, I'm, I'm saying that it, it, you know I'm willing to say it is a problem, right? But I'm, I'm willing I feel like that's, to say so I'm willing to say that okay. it is a problem. That's very but, generous of you. But so we're think... not allowed to bring up a major con with <laughs> deciding whether no, it's no, no, legitimate. No. Like I'm going to say, con accepted. We will take that con as read. Okay. Okay. So, right. Because uh, the internet, the I, internet. I think has, it's, has no. Enough. I think it's best to. I think it's best to not discuss these issues generally True. and True. To brush them under the carpet. I think that's. That's proven to be a, a good method for the last two million years. And the third, to, the for the third first issue. time in my life, to to give, I'm going to uh, plow through his uh, conversation there. To take his side for once, I think it's good to acknowledge that all of that stuff exists, and maybe it will come up. But potentially, three cis straight white men <laughs> talking about representation in a TV show, we might not cover all the bases. So we're accepting it's problematic. Hundred percent. All right, I, I see what you're saying. I think it's a. I mean, it's definitely the coward's way out, but I'm happy to come out with it. <laughs> it is. I know. It's, I just feel like much blood has been, or not blood, much ink has been spilled, and also blood, uh, on that topic. And I don't know how much we can add to it. So I'm willing to say, it's a violent show. That's a problem. And yeah. will we? Do you want? Do you yeah. want to find what? What's the single best thing about Game of Thrones? And let's ignore that as well. Well, what I was going to say is, what We've I was going to say done that is, with the books. The, oh, that's the, true, yeah. the so the books point I'm going to roll over on the the violence point totally accepted I have no you know whatever I'm 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 completely on board with that criticism the the one point that everyone gives out about Game of Thrones then as well which I think we should discuss is the final season whether or not it was any good 
um, because that is, I think, when you when you you know talk about the pros and cons yeah, of Game of Thrones, you, that comes you're up. You're getting into specifics, Michael. Don't so worry. We'll that's find that, plenty more that, pros that's what I want to throw out there. But um, let's before we before we before we get into it, a quiz. We go for a quiz. Go for yeah. a quick quiz. Can I can I decide what I don't want to talk about in the quiz before we do the quiz? Yeah. Yeah, you you can. Oh, yeah. you, you uh, cut to the core of me. I don't want uh, the options to be A, B, or C, or one, two, or three. I want them to be a different sort of system. Okay, 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 oh. okay. <laughs> okay, got that's it. All, got that's it. all. Got that's it. Got it. He's, he's struggling here. <laughs> um, right. This is why he wanted to avoid deep discussions about serious issues because yeah, it's hard to come up with a third system. <laughs> Um, okay, I've got question one, right? What the fuck are you doing? But, well, question, uh, question... <laughs> the one thing I asked. Okay, okay. You spent so much time thinking about it, and then you just said question one. <laughs> okay, question fox, okay? Yeah, that, um, see, that's, that, that's delightful. What a great system. I want to know what comes after fox. So... Uh. Which of the following has the most screen time? So which of these is the character with the most screen time in the Game of Thrones uh, television series? Could say who, but obviously we do treat them as objects, so that's fair enough. <laughs> Fact. Um, so Daenerys, Jon Snow, or Tyrion? Uh, I mean, you know, Daenerys spends an awful lot of the series just... Uh, shouting her various titles at city walls from the desert mm. um, and also Jon Snow and, and Tyrion are involved in other people's stories a lot but Daenerys is always that's true she's out and around who do you think it is Will? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess at Tyrion but I, I think it's probably Daenerys or it could be Jon Snow so. one of those three anyway. yeah one of those three okay it's Tyrion it's Tyrion called it that's who it yeah. is that's Nailed who it, it. is uh, yeah, uh, Daenerys, glad we know that now. Daenerys third place, five hundred twenty-four minutes. Jon Snow, six hundred fifty-one minutes. And Tyrion, six hundred ninety-seven minutes. So who counted? Who and why? I don't. I don't reveal my sources like any good journalist. I made it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, then question: Chicken. Um, so we go fox chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, grain is the next one. Yeah, yeah. trying to get them all across the river. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, which is the highest rated season? And I'm, I'm going by. Oh, uh, I'm going by um, Rotten Tomatoes score. Great, immediately revealing your sources. Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to give you the season season numbers here, right? So season no, four, seven. Seven. Season, well, season four, five, or eight. These are your okay. three options. Uh, just as a recap, in season four, that's the season where Joffrey is killed. He's poisoned. Uh, we meet the three-eyed Spoiler raven. Alert. And then Daenerys captures Marine, the city of Marine. So uh, four, four is when the show stopped being good, right? That was the last good season. But I presume the ratings, and I, obviously the TV ratings go up, but I presume because people are idiots, um, the <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes ratings are going to keep going up as well. What do you think, Will? You're um, an actor. I mean, I, I understand a lot about Rotten Tomatoes. I've had a lot thrown at me after performances. Um, season four, six, or eight? Four, seven, or eight. Four, four, four five, or eight. Oh, four, five, or eight. I reckon it's... I reckon probably... Let's go with people... I think five. Four is probably the better one. Speaking so of someone who hasn't watched them. So five, five is terrible. Five is terrible. Four oh. is good. Oh, okay. Four, five then. is... Uh, Let's go four. Five is when we first meet the cult in King's Landing. Sansa marries uh, Ramsay Bolton, and then John. We're going Snow for. Is We're going for the one which was best. Uh, you're right. It's it's season four. That is uh, ninety. Oh, that's good. Ninety-seven percent uh, rating, as opposed to ninety-three percent for season five, and then fifty-five percent for season eight. How can three? How can it only be three percent not good? Like, it can't just yeah. be three percent not good. That's pretty, that's uh, pretty that's good amazing. Show pretty good show but that's rotten tomatoes this is like, like you, you only get an upper upper yeah, you're, you? you're probably all thinking this but this is like when the official xbox magazine said halo was a 10 out of 10 game i remember that well i do remember that do you they made a splash they did it was well, it was well maybe it was it, halo 2 but they said it was a 10 out of 10 game first time they're given 10 out of 10 the first one it was halo combat evolve for the original xbox yep. the launch title yeah 10 out of 10 uh for a magazine which was 
reviewing the first couple of games of the format which it was solely based on yeah i remember that I remember having exactly the same thought you i think about. i think he might be pulling my leg no no, no, got no a do, bit of snark here no do, michael would know that stuff oh really yeah you and michael are you and michael are game boys uh, we're yeah. actually Nintendo DS's, you idiot. Um, and then, uh, question, bag of grain. Uh, which, <laughs> which? I'm not even going to give you options on this one. Uh, which is the most popular baby name in the United States, which is based on a Game of Thrones character? Okay, so you got Daenerys, you got Arya, you got Sansa. Like, we can't take John because John's an actual name, it's probably, even though he spells it a different way. It's probably Reek. <laughs> that would be amazing. Totally weak. Who did you? Where did you come up with the name for your child? You remember that character who had his penis cut off and who ate live rats? Do you remember him? We just really felt an affinity to him. We heard that story um, about the guy who called his kid loser and winner, and we thought, let's let's give that a go and call it Reek and Seek. Um, oh, I feel it's gonna be Daenerys. I would have said Arya because she's okay, because sort of she's like a superhero throughout the series, like. Daenerys, like, she does have sex yeah. with a brother. Yeah, cousin. No, nephew. Nephew. Nephew, brother. It's, yeah. all, it's all family. We're, we're on the incest tree, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh, let's go Arya, then. Uh, you know what? It's a name you actually didn't even mention there, guys. Uh, it was Daenerys's... Oh, uh, hang on, hang on. Daenerys's... Hang on, hang on. No, 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 don't say it. Uh, Dario Naharis. <laughs> uh, n- no. Drogo. No. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Uh, Drogon. No. Uh, uh, the spider. The uh, hound. The viper. The little finger. <laughs> all, little finger. All great names. Four hundred thousand little little fingers. Um, who is it? it, Michael? It was Khaleesi. That's that's the most popular Game of Thrones name. Uh, it's not yeah. a character's name. It's the title of her position. That was well, a bad question. Ten points to Will and Hugh. Tell that to five. Ten out of ten. In tell fact. that to five hundred sixty babies uh, born in uh, twenty nineteen. That's not that many. So if your uh, name was like Khaleesi Johnson, that'd be yeah. like Queen Johnson. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, four thousand five hundred babies a year named after Game of Thrones characters about. Uh, just a little over ten percent of them were named at Khaleesi, and then about half that were named Daenerys then as well. So definitely top of the list, uh, and obviously that then prom- uh, provoked a huge backlash when it turned out that she was mad and killed everyone. So uh, a lot of a lot of renamings, <sighs> I would imagine. A quote from uh, a, wo- a woman who who called her child uh, Khaleesi it was kind of disappointing that her power trip took over. That was not cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, they know that they're different people, right? Like it's just a name. They they know. Yeah, that, right? I I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like R- Roberts aren't one wandering around being like, ah, oh, I wish Robert Mugabe had been cooler. Like your name's <laughs> Robert, just it's fine. Just I thought you were going to go after Robert Pattinson, <laughs> but you're right. Mugabe has done worse damage. Well. So okay, you got one out of three guys, uh, or or you got mm. a chicken out of chicken fox bag grain. Um, and uh, not not great. The pain on but... your face to try and work that out was so fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, you try counting using a non-numerical system. Hello, listeners. It's Michael here. Now we realise that not everyone has seen Game of Thrones, and even those of us who did see it will have forgotten a lot of it, mixing up your bronze with your brands and your Tyrians with your Tywins. So we've asked Hugh to come up with a quick summary of the show to recap it. And he did what he always does. So here you go. Eight seasons of Game of Thrones in three minutes. Blue-eyed zombies in the dark, winter fells the house of Stark, Lannisters come up to stay, maim a kid then go away, Daenerys marries a warlord, when he dies she takes his horde, Jon Snow goes to join the wall, Bran wakes up after his fall, Tyrion's caught in a bar, Ned says Cersei's gone too far, Joffrey's mad and wants him dead, takes his daughter and his head, Rob becomes the northern king, Arya leaves King's Landing, Drogo's on a funeral pyre, Danny has dragons in the fire, that's only the first season. I don't know how long I'll have to make this song 
But if you didn't see it, I'll recap the show. There's a while to go. Here we go with season two. Renly, Stannis, Davos too. Too many kings to recall. Arya's now at Harrenhal. Renly's killed by that weird ghost. Joffrey's who we hate the most. Jamie meets Brienne of Tarth. Danny shows up outside Carth. Sansa's stuck in such a mess. Tyrion does try his best. He sends Shay to care for her. Wins the war at Blackwater. There goes another season. Still a lot of good stuff amidst all the bloodlust. Did I mention the creepy baby? Cause the season two dies, we see it's weird blue eyes. Season three, we're moving on. I forgot to mention John, he's the wrong side of the wall. Tells Mans that he'll heed his call. Sam and Gilly run away. Theon's rescued, then betrayed. John has sex in a cold cave. Daenerys frees some soldier slaves. Rob Stark has his wedding day. Everyone's killed by Walder Frey. Bran and Hodor, they've been missed. Arya's got her big kill list. Thank God we're getting closer. That was season three that's just been recapped by me. I'll try to keep it shorter. You can take it as read that they all end up dead. Marjorie and Joffrey wed. Minutes later, Joffrey's dead. Sansa doesn't want to linger. She's swept off by Littlefinger. John explains why he's come back. Has to defend Castle Black. Daenerys arrives at Marine. Tells them she's a nicer queen. Tyrion's put in the frame. Oberon should clear his name. Has the mountain left for dead. Drops his guard, gets a mashed head. John and the watch hold the wall. Jorah has to take the fall. Jamie covers Tyrion's tracks. He kills his daddy on the jacks. I swear I'm I'm nearly finished. I don't want to do more now, post season four. If you ask my opinion, it was at its best, then it became a mess. Then this has gone on way too long. Time to finish up this song. Seasons five to eight still there. They're so bad that I don't care. John and Danny go to bed. Most characters will end up dead. Two long battles in the dark. Night King killed by Arya Stark. All the cash from HBO didn't work to save the show. I can safely say at last, let's go back to the podcast. That's basically Game of Thrones. If you missed it first time, you've now heard the worst rhymes that I could use to describe it. That's all I for you now. It's back to Will and Hugh. Okay, let's get into it. Pros and cons, Game of Thrones. What we're going to come down on here is whether there's actually more, more good than bad Game of Thrones, you know? And I'm not convinced there is. I think it's a, I think it's a close-run thing. I actually came to Game of Thrones... Not as late as Michael, but I did come quite late, uh, partly because I had a plan that I would read the books, and then I was ultimately told, don't you, the books are long and boring, so watch the show. So I then watched the show and caught up around season five, and then... Just just to recap that, I mean, that, that advice there was, watch this show based on a series of long and boring books. So you're still... still not... you were, I was told the show was great, and, and I... But the thing is, I actually did then go back and read the books. So Hugh, you've read the mo- many of the books, and you've seen the. I've read all the show. all the books that are that are that are there. And yeah. Will, you've you've read any of the books, or just I've read, I've read all the books and watched a couple of the episodes. All right, so we're talking to a couple of throne heads here. Okay. Well, okay. no, Song of oh, Ice. We've got a nice heads, a actually. nice mix between the the three of us in that. Michael, you've seen the show. Will's read the books, and I've done both. So. I, d- I yeah. read the books for an honourable reason because my friend. Mm. My friend um, was bullied at school because he read all the books. And he was big into his fantasy. He's bullied Fair. by this guy. I don't know the guy's name. Let's call him Michael. This guy, Michael, bullied, bullied the, <laughs> this friend of mine. And then, and then years later, my friend saw this guy, Michael, posting on Facebook about how great Game of Thrones was. And he was like, you can't. You can't do that. You can't. You <laughs> do you can't. Know what I- I would love if that was purely psychological. He'd never read the books and he just knew that his, his bullying victim would see this years later. <laughs> just really advanced bullying. Yeah, yeah. That's so excellent. I, out of out of like principle, I was like, fine, I'll give the first book a go. And then I really liked it. And then I read the first three, or f- three I think, and then went and watched. I was like, I'll watch. Now I've, I'm ahead of the TV show. I'll watch the TV show. I watched the first episode and was like, they've got the direwolves already? Brands falling out the window? No, thanks. Listen, I think the first four seasons of the show are great. I think it's really, really good TV. I think it's great uh, drama. I think it's great, yeah, kind of, you know, political stuff going on as well. I think there's some very good acting and some questionable ones. Um, But I think it's super. And then I think it kind of fell off a cliff a bit. And I think what what the one of the interesting things is... That everyone will say, oh, well, George R. R. Martin wrote these great stories, no doubt about it, amazing characters, incredible world he created. 
but that it was maybe a bit slow moving for some for some people whereas the show made it more accessible and yet the fact is once they ran out of his written material to work off they they messed it up completely yeah obviously that's my opinion i think but that that opinion is correct. shared quite widely like i i cuz i hadn't seen much of the things i watched a couple mm. of youtube videos and most of them are like here's everything that's wrong with the final season and but, yeah yeah the final season final season isn't great and and i actually thought the second last season was good and i thought the fifth and sixth seasons were bad but they kind of they just go away from what made it good you know i think to some extent they had a real sweet spot when everyone was in king's landing except for john snow and he's on the wall fighting you know uh mance raider and giants and all these people and that and the wall is just a cool setting you know mm. and everyone else is in king's landing which is where all the action's happening and then they send them all off on different journeys and it's just a bit boring. You're just waiting for them to come together again. And we have to wait three and a half years to do that. And by that stage, the two guys who were making it wanted to finish it as quickly as they could so they could go off and make a Star Wars trilogy, We've which ultimately they're not making. I also think my main problem with the TV show was how everybody behaved about it. Like the, the whole like avoiding spoilers thing. And, like, I, I just found it a bit insufferable and I enjoyed not caring about it and enjoyed sort of mm. being ahead of it. But they're just all of those people who bullied my friend. That's all. Everyone who watched <laughs> it is, is responsible is for that bullying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, I mean, okay, we've got a... a ser- that, that is a, a new criticism at Game of Thrones, I feel, which I, I'm not sure it can stand up to. I just hated, like... I don't know. I also enjoyed hating it, so maybe it's a pro of like people getting together every like Wednesday night and be like, "We have to watch Game of Thrones." <laughs> and it's like, and on the one hand, that's completely up my street of like actually watching something weekly and not having to binge it all. That's great. Like, mm. I miss the days when my mum and I on a Wednesday night would sit down and watch Desperate Housewives. That's an excellent show, but I wouldn't make it everyone else's problem. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. There's something unappealing about that sort of, uh, yeah, sort of fandom, sort of maelstrom that develops. And it, it eventually turns quite negative, usually, because it's more about avoiding spoilers than enjoying uh, the, the, the content. Yeah. Basically, I read the books and I felt left out because I wasn't watching the show. I think that's what I'm trying to express. I, I do I do think, so look, we've, we've, we've reeled off a couple of cons already, but I, I agree, I think the single biggest pro of the show... Is the incest. I, yeah, that's where I'm going. Um, no, are the characters an un, un, unbelievable roster of characters? Um, who would have and, thought there could be a chubby, helpful guy called Sam who who is uh, going along on the main yeah. adventure? Yeah, great characters, and also the fact that there isn't a central character. I mean, a, a lot of sort of uh, fictional universes give you kind of two or three central characters, and then a, a host of others around them. Whereas there, there genuinely is no one. Uh, um, you know, focus of it. You know, if you're if you're crafting a poster for Game of Thrones, there's no one you put in the middle. Um, it's it's. But that's ensemble. one of the reasons I think that the first season, and I'm sure the first book to some extent, like got so much pop, was because you know Ned Stark was seen as the mm. hero of mm. it, and oh my god, he's dead at the end of the season. Like mm. that is dead. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except yeah. obviously the fact that everyone said, well, it's Sean Bean, and he always dies. Yeah. So, you know, so that that was one of the reasons. And but I think. And and that's one of the great things about the show was that you felt no one was safe, that anyone could be yeah, killed. Yeah. Until Jon Snow gets killed and then and they bring him back, back you yeah. know? It's such a cop-out in this amazing world where anyone can die and no one is safe to then bring someone back, but they did. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, I think- and yet the show needed him. Obviously the show needed him. But I thought it, it suddenly then was like, oh, well, now it doesn't matter if people there die. there no consequences? The red lady, Melisande, brings him back. You kind of assume there's going to be a yours shall be a cursed life and you shall only have whatever, blah, blah. He kind of just goes back to normal, <laughs> you know? I'm not saying he has a great life, but all of that was already in train, you know? He seems fine. He just so it walk, seems like... He just walks it off. He's, he's just fine. walks it off, yeah. And um, while, while we're, just while has we're, a cool, some cool scars on those abs. While we're speaking of, uh, of, 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 of characters... John Snow's so abs. I want to I hear who, who's, your, who's your top character and who's your worst character? Um, like of the main characters obviously Tyrion is amazing I think he's absolutely incredible and they mess him up at the end but I think he is amazing of the slightly less central ones I would say 
uh, Tywin Lannister is incredible. Mm. Tyrion's dad. Oh, yeah. And, Charles uh, Dance, isn't it? Charles Dance. And Diana Rigg plays Oliana Martell. No, it's not Martell. Tyrell. And I might be pronouncing her first name wrong. And she's Marjorie's grandmother. And she's amazing in the show. She's great in the book. But she's amazing in the show. And Charles Dance and she have a couple of scenes together, which are just incredible. It's just two old school actors just acting at each other. Mm. Will, so yeah, they'd you? be up there for any, me. Any your your favourites? I haven't really watched much of the TV show, but from what I've seen, I really like I really like the portrayal of Joffrey. Like he's so it's Jack Gleason. He is absolutely horrifyingly brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's so he's odious great. and yeah and and awful and yet and yet I think it works. Whereas if you look at Ramsay Bolton. Ramsay Bolton is just kind of too evil, you know, yeah. too psychopathic and sadistic and whatever. Whereas Joffrey is Joffrey is sadistic and horrible, but he's yeah, a product of his environment. Like, you can see where yeah, he's come from. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's an amazing performance. Yeah. And then in yeah. the books, I think it's just undisputably Tyrion. His storylines are so exciting, and like yeah. his struggle, and like the fact that he kills his dad, like every yeah. it all it keeps surprising. Well, yeah. But also the guy, who's the guy, Bronn? Is it Bronn, Tyrion? Bronn is great. Bronn is great. He's, but here's another con I've top, got with the show. My, he's my top character. For me, the, the best characters are the kind of... Obviously, Tyrion is he's, he's amazing, but Tyrion is born on kind of step three of the ladder and makes it to step, you know, is one or two. Joke? Seems problematic. No, 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 no it's not. It's not. Oh, my God. No, it's not. No, it's a, you know, a mobi- he's, social mobility. He's, he's high-born. He's yeah. well, well-born. Again, again. Uh, no, God. he's well-born. And, uh, you know, he, but he, he, he makes a lot of it. Whereas Bronn, he's, he's, a, he's a self-made man. And it, it's those characters, those sort of journeyman characters through the show. They're the ones who really, him and, and um, is it Sir, Sir Davos, the Onion Knight? The two of them oh, yeah. just making their way in the world. Great. Really, this is really the problem. It's very stuff. hard to choose because Brienne. Mm. Is, I love Brienne and Jamie. Brienne's yeah. amazing. Jamie's, yeah. James' yeah. relationship. But here's 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 the thing, right? And here I've got a got another another bone to pick. So oh. Bronn is great. Absolutely agree. And you have Bronn. You know, he meets up with Tyrion and fights for him up in the Eyrie and saves his life. And then you've Jamie, who has this amazing uh, trip with Brienne back to King's Landing as well. Yeah. And then you get. Bron and Jamie together going to Dorne. You're like, this is going to be the ultimate buddy movie. <laughs> and it's so boring. It's terrible. And again, but I was so excited about that. And they just, and I think that's season five or maybe six. And they're just like, what are you doing with these good characters? So we talked about good characters, um, bad characters, characters you could do without. I've got, I've got. Um, well, I mean, most of the women in the show are terrible characters. I, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, okay. That's, suppose, that's, a, that's a fair point. There are some good ones. Obviously, the main ones are good, but there are, you know, you don't have the... Like, I would put Brienne as higher up in terms of importance than Bronn, say. Yeah. Or these... Or even, like, like, the Prince of Dorne is a great character. The two Princes of Dorne, you know, they're great. And you don't get as many of... Mm. Well, maybe I'm, I mean, Diana Rigg is... She is a good character, and... But... I, like there's so many characters. But Apparently one, George or Martin has some fan in like Finland or someone who he emails to say, "Can you tell me? Can you remind me yeah. what character this is? Does this guy have blue eyes? What did I say about him? Where's he from? You know, because he's forgotten all the characters yeah, he's written." Yeah, I heard that. So uh, the character for me in the TV show who I could do pretty much entirely without is uh, Littlefinger, uh, and and the reason for that is he's he's very cool. He's sort of omnipresent for the first couple of seasons. And he just, he's, he never makes his move. He never makes his move. And he's, to, to me, he's kind of the Boba Fett of it, right? He's this character who you, you think has all this great potential and that just never materializes. He's the, um, he's the, what's his name? Muldoon in Jurassic Park. You know, the, the gamekeeper in mm. Jurassic Park who just gets killed Bad instantly. He's, he, that's exactly it though. He's, you know, he's this, this incredible character. Has, he's in it for ages and then just, comes to nothing you know and uh, crucially um i've forgotten the name of the very famous actor aiden gillen uh mm. just forgets what accent he's doing <laughs> after a few seasons That's as well allowed. and just decides That's to sort allowed. of mosey on with whatever it is doesn't um, peter dinklage do the same his accent is a bit strange but it's, it's consistent his accent, 
Yeah, it's it's kind of a overly English it's sort of a mock Shakespeare, I would say. Obviously, he's thing. American, yeah, but yeah, it kind of yeah, exactly. It's quite actory in a way, quite so sort, sort of faux actory. Hmm. The thing I'd say about Littlefinger, I suppose, and this allows me to bring in Varys, who I think is is, is a great character, but. I always um, got confused with those two. I, I don't know which is the bald one and which is the one with hair. Yeah, Varys is the bald one. But the whole point of those guys is that they never make a move. Is that they're always mm. waiting to see who's in power. And ultimately, if they get found out, then, well, Littlefinger obviously gets killed by Arya. But it's one of the other things that really annoyed me about when they were finishing the show. And again, I go back to they just wanted to get it done and go and do Star Wars. The characters no longer act the way they've acted for years and years and years and years and years. They yeah. just change them completely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. If you look at Varys, Varys is like the most conniving, maneuvering, you know, able, you know, Machiavelli behind the scenes who always knows what's going on, always knows what's going to happen as well, is always positioning himself in the right place. Ultimately, he gets killed by Daenerys because they find a note that he's written basically suggesting that they betray her. Like... Varys is never, ever, ever going to put anything like that in writing. And I know that seems like a minor quibble, but it's just like, you just yeah, needed yeah. to get rid of this character, this... so you just made him do something yeah, he'd never yeah. do. And it's like, yeah. Tyrion gets really stupid. Tyrion gets really stupid in the last yeah. season or so, yeah, yeah. because they need to finish the show. Yeah, you've, you've, you've managed to kill him in the one way that he would never be found out. I know what you mean. Yeah. It would have been more consistent if they were just like, if they were just like, oh no, Varys has developed a peanut allergy and it's just taken out like that. That would be more consistent. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, I must say the main my main problem with Game of Thrones is being from Leeds, having a beard and never being called up to be in it. So yeah, that's my main That's a good point. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. If you're from the north of England or the north of Ireland, not being in that show, there must be something also, you must be on some pretty bad blacklist. Yeah, yeah, or I'm just terrible at my job. But I I do I think the worst character is probably Egret only because um she inspired so many people to say to me and to everyone for about a year you know nothing Jon Snow <laughs> oh, that's true yeah, that was that's insufferable true. it's like Anchorman quotes I didn't realise people were quoting Anchorman for so long because I hadn't seen it for so long and I was like hold on mm. this is what everyone means when they say it works 80% of the time 100%, 100% of the time 80% of the time that's what they're doing they're just quoting a, <laughs> someone else's joke I hate this. Please give me oh, a part. Well, see Michael's not going to be happy. You've I'm, lost I'm li- about you've lost about eighty percent of Michael's conversation, and actually hundred percent, obviously. I'm literally but, laughing at that joke right now. One of my best friends, Matt, used to jokingly call me Tits McGee, and I thought Matt was the funniest, funniest guy in the world. And then I watched Anchorman, and I was like, "What the what the ever loving shit has happened? You've been lying to me for our entire childhood and life." I thought you were a creative genius when really you're you're a thief. You're a thief and a hack. I think my favorite scene. I've got two favorite scenes in the entire show. Uh, one is the death of Sir Barristan, uh, which is where I don't know. He's in he's in one of the cities with Daenerys. And, Marine. Uh, he gets is he in Marine and he gets attacked by a large group of people. And he, I mean, he he. It's this character who you know is supposed to be the greatest swordsman in the, you know, the, is it the Seven Kingdoms? Is that it? And uh, he's been built up for ages and he's, you know, he's obviously past his prime. But he takes out like 50 or 60 guys when he when he dies. And you feel like, yeah, okay, this character gets a sound. It's the exact opposite of Littlefinger. They, you know, they both die, but Littlefinger comes to nothing. Whereas he, you know, very much, uh, you know, lives up to the reputation. Um, great scene. But does he? Uh, does the, he? The, does his character arc end with him learning anything or changing, or does he just be a great swordsman and then die? Uh, I don't think he changes that. He's much. very old He's, at the start. Yeah, doesn't yeah. have much learning left to do. Will because it was yeah. just a lot of the videos I watched that because that's another problem with Game of Thrones is everyone some some all of a sudden becomes a fucking expert writer, but um, <laughs> they're saying on these YouTube videos that like the character it ended in the final couple of seasons they just ended everything with a fight scene just everything ended yeah. with a fight yeah. ra- rather than ending and that actually to be fair sounds like it was in line with the character but I just was wondering yeah I think so he's a character who had changed earlier on he obviously s- stepped away from the well he was I think he was relieved of he, the was fired. Guard, he, so was he, fired. he was fired he was fired Joffrey fired him and he, and he switches sides so he has sort of changed as a character much earlier on 
and then you right. see his end. So that, that I think that's a great scene. Do you know? But, sorry, do you know who's a super character? Do you know who's brilliant? Is Cersei. Cersei is great. Yeah, she's do you know what? She's so yeah. good and she's so compelling. And like she is one. She's we talked about this whole idea of like balancing up the goods and the bads mm. and like the redemption and all that. Cersei has pretty much nothing going for her on the good side, except she wants to protect her kids, and yet she's just. Oh, she's so horrible and so compelling. And the relationship with Jamie and Tyrion, like, it's so good between the family. Like, they're such a messed up, weird yeah. family. And yet there's so much family loyalty in there. And I think there might be, like, she might show the tiniest shred of it to Tyrion once or twice, even though she basically hates him. But she's so, so good. And you, I buy her the whole way through. Whereas Daenerys, I just don't know that I buy that she turns completely mad and evil at the very end because yeah you know i get that she, there's always been this thing of and you do get much more like in the book she's constantly talking about the usurper you know and the fact that they were kicked out and all this and yet she spends all this time freeing slaves in marine and yet the people of king's landing who are ultimately slaves as well in terms of what power they have over their own lives you know she's happy to just wipe them all out five minutes later yeah she goes a bit far she goes a bit far um, I, I, I think though, one of the strengths of the show is that, you know, the, the reason as you say, Hugh, I came to it late. The reason I, I didn't get into it was uh, my long-standing policy of not watching shows while they're still on because I, I don't like to wait a week. Uh, but also, I just I thought well, it was wasn't uh, into... you don't like popular things though. That too, railing that too. against I, them, I, which I totally understand, which I totally get yeah, the yeah, idea yeah, of yeah. like if everyone yeah. says it's good, I don't want to be in this group I'm going I'm to sit back yeah I'm going to sit back so you, um, you don't like but, watching some you don't like waking, waiting a week to watch something no I want it all to be there in front of me like the the idea of it taking 8 years to watch something I'm like I don't, I don't have that time you know oh wow I didn't think about it taking 8 years to watch it that's a depressing way of looking at yeah anything. exactly friends exactly. took 20 years to watch oh no yeah. <laughs> or 10 years I know. to watch I know um, but but at the outset, it it very much um, as I say, I didn't I didn't like it because or I didn't think I would like it because it's fantasy. I thought no, I want something a bit more concrete. And if, in fairness, it kind of dips your toe in the water early on. You've got the dire wolves, which are obviously kind of fantastical, but they're just you know they're close enough to to real animals. I think it's is it is it season two before you see anything that's 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 you know purely kind of magical. I think it's. I the, mean, uh, Dana- well, Daenerys gives birth to dragons in season one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can, I can. I can. I can get over that. Yeah. Um, Regular Friday night. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, by the time you get to is it season, which is the first season where Daenerys attacks the Lannisters with their dragons. That's probably season six or seven, right? And you have that scene. She kills the the Tarleys first. Yeah. 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 You you have that scene where Jamie is charging towards the dragon to kill it. And what it is, it's that classic sort of, uh, uh, you know, mythological scene of the knight on the steed charging towards the dragon. And, you know, you, you, you completely care about it. And the situation makes sense. It's no longer a ridiculous sort of mythical scenario. You get all of these characters and you're fully invested in it. And it works really, really well. Uh, and I think that's, and that's late in the show. That's, that's after season four, you know, so... I just don't agree it's good. I think we have a fundamental disagreement there. Why is it good, Michael? Why is it good? Because I think you're watching it and you and you're like, this is the you know, this is the, 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 the kind of storybook picture of uh knights and dragons that I've seen a million times, but this time I care about it and this time it makes sense, you know? Um and I think that's yeah, it's the uh, first like widely successful fantasy series, right? Like there hasn't been one like it. Lord of the Rings, maybe you know. That no, I'm was... sorry. I mean series, like TV series, rather mm. than film. Is it? It probably is. Yeah, probably is. The 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 other thing that I'd say is mm-hmm. when we talk about maybe unnecessary stories or unnecessary characters, I think throwing this out there, the hottest take of all, uh, you don't need the Ice King story at all. I think the entire Night thing, King. the Night King, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly don't need the ice. I think the ice king is an ice cream man who drives around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't need. Uh, you it was don't need... weird having the ice cream van driving around. West yeah. Well, I think no. I I think it's an interesting point because I think it's like and I remember listening to a podcast. This guy John Syracuse on it, and he used to talk about like. God, the White Walkers really do walk. Like it takes them so long to get anywhere. I've been waiting four seasons for them to walk to Winterfell. 
And like a lot of things, I guess the 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 greatest part of that was in the anticipation, you know. And it was yeah. like you see them in the very first scene of the show. They're in the the prologue to the book as well, you know. That the the guys on the the whatever you call the 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 watch the the wall people. What do you call them? I can't remember. The Night's Watch, or as the Night's Michael watch, yeah. would call them the Ice Watch, but yeah, the Ice Watch, yeah. The Zambonis. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they get killed. But it's always almost it's always just kind of unseen you know and then you have that terrifying scene at the end of maybe season two where the baby opens its eye and the eye is clear blue crystal blue like the like the white walkers and yeah like when the when the night king shows up he's he's just yeah an icy man you know and i guess it's tough to it's tough to deliver on that incredible threat you know i think they were a great threat but yeah, ultimately, maybe it didn't. It didn't come to as much. Um, how many thrones are there in the Game of Thrones? How many? Well, there's seven kingdoms. So seven um, thrones. Okay. Well, they certainly they the talk about throne, the big, but the big metally one, don't the big, they? The big pointy one. Should have been called the Song of Ice and Fire, anyway. Yeah, that's very frustrating. Um, I feel like we're coming. Have we got any closing remarks? I know that's me sort of producing, but yeah, someone, yeah, someone's got, got, got. I guess I've got one more. One one more brief, which is that. Um, it is. It feels like a very real living world. Um, I think, you know, there's plenty of fictional universes out there. You know, Star Wars, whatever. I think uh, Game of Thrones is one where you actually you can you can fully envisage what life is like for the ordinary people in in this world. You don't just know the characters and what. Mm. You know, it's, it makes sense that there there are millions of other people living in this world. And uh, I liked that a lot. You know, it feels like a world that could actually exist. Yeah, and look, one of the one of the big things, and this is just a this is a personal preference. Obviously, lots of the stuff I said is personal preference, but I do think they've also just there are some objective issues with it. But, um, like, I'm not into big, uh, like cinematographic stuff. You know, like I don't care yeah, you about can, you seeing can tell. these. <laughs> yeah, I'm never even sure of the word. Yeah. I uh, but like I don't care about these big dra- dragon scenes. I don't care about these, as I say, like twenty million dollar episodes. I don't care about seeing all these amazing things. And so for me, there's nothing or almost nothing in the series that wasn't that wasn't in the books. It's probably easier when there's money and more money involved and more like studio execs involved. Like it, it's probably easier mm. to be like we're throwing all this money at a big fight scene problem rather than being like because imagine trying to like there's what like seven or nine main characters by the end of the series like trying to keep them consistent and wrap them all up i can understand why that's hard and why you would be like if we make it really dark and there's just lots of stabbies like no one will notice yeah yeah that's a yeah no that's a good point and in fact there's a great story about um when Monty Python were making Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and you know there's the scene with with like you hear the the horses coming, mm. and then it's just a guy with coconuts yeah. banging them together, and it's such a great joke. But they basically, I heard the guys interviewed, and they said like that's not what we wanted to do. We wanted to have loads of horses, like we wanted 150 horses, but we didn't have any money, so we just had to get clever. And obviously, that sort of stuff saved us. You know, it would have yeah. been terrible to have just horses there. And so yeah, I think I think yeah, it must be. And listen, you're not going to refuse all that money being thrown at you but mm. i think it actually yeah it just allows them to just you know i guess when you have whatever you want you don't have to think too much about it i feel it. like they probably can't reuse the coconut joke either you know that one's been done yeah if they'd done that so, in game of thrones like instead of dragons they like just yeah, bang together some kiwis or something a little, i imagine a little that's weak. the dragon sound would be kiwis yeah, yeah i see that i think it yeah. is yeah oh probably let's be honest be dragon fruit but Oh, but you didn't think of that in time. Yep. So um, I went for lychee. I'm, I dismissed I'm, lychee, even though it was scaly. I thought it was too obvious. I thought it was quite literally low-hanging fruit. Over to you, Michael. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give us the, the pros and cons. Um, this is, this is. So, if you haven't listened before and you've made it this far, congratulations. But also, <laughs> this is where Michael reads out a list of cons, some of which may not have been said by any of us, some of which may have been yeah. <laughs> put into a different column by Michael. But it's, it's my I, favorite part of the episode. I mean, that's definitely Absolutely. what's, that's definitely what's going to happen here. The pros, right? The, I think the, 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 the strongest pro above all others is the characters. A lot of great characters, you know, which are. Amazing in the books and amazing on screen. Um, then 
as I say, it makes fantasy, it, it, it drags you into the world of fantasy, makes fantasy interesting, makes it attractive, even to those of us who don't really want to get into yeah, it. Fantasy wasn't interesting before that. Yep. No other fantasy book does that, actually. They start with a bit of, like, <laughs> no. do not read this. <laughs> yeah. Remember you're yeah. reading a book on every page. It has, remember this is a book. It's not real. <laughs> this is a fantasy book. So, yeah, that's definitely... Um, uh, and then... And then the point that I made just a few seconds ago, that it is a real living world. Uh, on the cons list, um, I mean, we we had a lot of points about this, but really it is the fact that it goes off the boil. That after a certain point, you can say that it's after the end of season seven, you can say it's after the end of season four, it does go off the boil. And that you get a lot of inconsistent endings or, or character arcs. You get a lot of sort of quick, uh, you know, overly tidy wrap-ups to storylines. Um, and Can that, we also just you know, say on that point, the the ending? I don't really care about the whole who becomes king. I don't necessarily care that Bran becomes t- king. I think it's yeah. I think he's he becomes a dreadful and boring character. But like whatever, if that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. But the last few scenes were so bad. They do this scene well, basically after Bran becomes king, where they do like a meeting of the small council in King's Landing, mm-hmm. and Bran is there and. Is Tyrion there, maybe? And it's just so bad. And, like, they're trying to be really funny and, like, have all these little jokes thrown in. Brienne must be... She must be Captain of the Guard, maybe. Um, But it's just awful. In fairness, there is actually quite a good Jon Snow ending. He walks out through the wall and heads off into the the the, the north uh, beyond. Mm. But, like, yeah, I just... No, I just hated that part. So, sorry, I just wanted to throw that in. Bad ending. Weak female characters and then... The uh, the sort of fan maelstrom that developed around it. Emphasis um, on the mail. Well, indeed. So that's it. There <laughs> that are pros and cons. Good joke about the demographic of Game of Thrones fans, but it fell fell flat because I was talking to two men. God damn it! <laughs> right, well, it's time for uh, time for a vote. Is Game of Thrones a legitimate like? Hugh, would you like to answer? Or shall I answer? I would like to answer. I would like to answer. Um, I think the. Uh, I think I really like the books, um, but I don't think they fall into the category for discussion because I don't think they're a, a global phenomenon. You know, they're they're they are popular, but they don't fall into that Harry Potter, you know, or Star Wars or Game of Thrones uh, series uh, level. And I really enjoyed the show, as I say, for four seasons, and then not really for four seasons, and I think. So it comes back to that thing, is there more good of it than bad? And given that the four seasons that there were had some bad stuff in them as well, I'm going to say uh, not a legitimate like. Yep, I'm going to say their continued choice to not cast me in their expanded universe is also... It's really the biggest crime. It's the biggest crime, I would say. And um, yeah, I, I sort of enjoy to be a, being a contrarian about it and I enjoy not having wasted so much time. I watched like three episodes and then I watched... I watched the last episode or the penultimate episode with some friends and was like, I don't care about this. So I enjoy that feeling. And I think I'm probably being entirely unobjective and biased, but I think it was like hailed as this incredible thing, which which it was for a while. But it's just another TV show, guys. It's no Desperate Housewives. So, Michael, we've Any come thoughts? to a decision. I mean, you don't have a vote, but I will, if you had a vote... I will say I, one of my biases is I think this decision will upset Michael. It, mm. it it does it yep. upset is the wrong word it unsettles me I think <laughs> That's my recommendation better. here my recommendation <laughs> here would be sleep. skip the books binge the TV show you'll have a great time and on that basis it, it all works out fine but uh, I mean who am I to argue as always Michael's summary uh, suggests that he hasn't listened to any <laughs> yeah, of what's yeah, been yeah. said for the last 75 minutes essentially his summary was <laughs> watching something's better than not watching something i, I think which <laughs> yeah. uh, you know there's an argument yeah. to be made there <laughs> thank you will well I, I don't know if it was worth uh, thank you so we've solved game of thrones that it, it's not a legitimate like if you're listening to this and you like it you are wrong according to the fan of all knowledge here final our final question Final question. Yeah, let no, me, great, me, great time for a final question. Let, let me interrupt that. If yeah. if we were all playing the Game of Thrones, uh, if we were all journeymen in uh, in 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 Westeros or the Seven Kingdoms mm-hmm. or whatever, who do you think would would sit on the Iron Throne? I would. I, I mean, I feel in any of these sort of scenarios, mine would always be. I would try and find somewhere unobtrusive, out of the way, 
doesn't even have to be all that comfortable and I would hide like the coward that I was and then support whoever ended up on the throne. I, I could see you I could see you being a maester, Hugh. That's you know, exactly just... what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, I mean if I'm Maester Lewin, great, he was nice. Yeah. If I'm the creepy pedophile maester from the king's landing less so no i think you're on the wall you were sent to the wall and it was clear that you didn't really fit in with all the fighting and stuff but you were very knowledgeable and so like this guy is a maester he's okay i'd take that so you i'd take that would be a maester i'm more likely a sam to be honest only without the bravery (laughs) i'm all the more the negative parts of sam you're the bread parts of sam you love bread (laughs) yeah i love bread and i'm bad at sword fighting uh, Michael, I think you'd be craster. <laughs> that is a pretty dreadful thing to say yeah, yeah. about anyone. Yeah. No, but, I think uh, I think you would so be. Um, you'd probably be working so in King's Landing in like a yeah, an, as an accountant or something. Like no, I think I, yeah, I think I you'd be that. one of one of uh, Littlefinger's male male prostitutes who he'd send in to get info out of who was um, Marjorie's brother. Okay, so there are two, some options for me there. Well, the well, you're, you're quite a, you're quite a, you're quite a pretty boy, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thank, that, May, thanks, Hugh. Would um, what would what would you <laughs> thanks, see? Thanks, Mister Hugh. I feel like Michael uh, was already to call himself the Kingslayer, and then now we've. I th- that's you're exactly definitely sorry, Will. We we haven't come to you, but Will, you're definitely one of the Night's Watch, a ranger. Do you think? I think I'm a bit. Just be, it's 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 largely based on because you're northern, right? Right. And I think rough it covered up in enough furs. I think you'd look good on a horse. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Michael, who See, do you think you would be? I think I would be sort of a Jamie Lannister character, but I'm, like incredibly clumsy. So. Like I'd, I'd have two golden hands and probably a golden <laughs> foot going as well. That would be know, amazing so. if you were Jamie's clumsy twin twin brother. <laughs> Just, you're yeah. actually becoming more and more made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's, that's amazing. Me. That's me. Yeah. So. I feel like I'd be like the guy who um who cleans up uh, in the yard after they've done all their fighting training in Winterfell. I'd just be like mm. a, a dog's body at Winterfell, I think, is what I would be. Actually, do you know who I might be? I might be Hot Pie. Do you remember Hot Pie? <laughs> yeah! Who's Hot Pie? He's the friend of Arya's, who yeah. I think initially kind of wasn't all that cool to her, and then she, but they all escaped together yeah. and where they, they all ended up in Harrenhal but then like he kept just cropping up every now and then in the ser- in the series I can't remember in the books but every now and then in the series Hot Pie would just pop out and give Arya a cake so I feel that's probably me yeah keeping my head down baking some pies yeah, yeah. well do you know what, Michael I'm very glad we got to that that was, yeah. that was good we've, we've all found our roles in the Seven Kingdoms yeah yeah well, when you, when you play the Game of Thrones, you l- legit or you like no, nope, um, you best not miss. You best not miss, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Winter is. Um, I mean, I will it? say some of the some of the like like Winter is coming is a cool if negative family motto. But yeah, it's better it's better written down than hearing it said a million times by idiots. Winter winter is coming. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to say one thing that is amazing and I hope okay. it's in the show because it's in the book right. and it's one of it's an incredible quote and like I think it's up there with any quote uh, to be given to, you know, people as inspiration, particularly kids and Bran says to Ned, "Can you still be brave when you're afraid and ned says you can only be brave when you're afraid wow huge on that note have this hot pie we've been (laughs) have this hot pie we've been very brave in uh talking about game of thrones uh thank you very much hugh thank you will thank you michael anytime will i didn't mean it uh, if you want to listen to this podcast more, please do. There's plenty of other episodes. Follow us on Twitter and uh, send Michael hate mail. Don't really. We love him a lot. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. 
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.